In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. Jeff Mazuka. Oh, Warmbold. Each week, we take a look back at one movie that is reaching that 30-year milestone. Whether you love seeing these films in the theater or enjoying them for the first time at home, we invite you to join us this year as we travel back in time to 1986. I am your host, John Reed, and you're listening to the 30-something Movie Podcast. All right, friends, welcome to the 30-something Movie Podcast. Um, you might notice a little bit of new intro music there. We're just trying that out to see, you know, we, you know, we've we've stolen the copyrighted music enough, so we'll we'll try something that uh, we we could actually use and yeah. not be not be in violation of copyright stuff. So, Cop- I, I don't like to violate anything. You know what I mean? Well, I, I know. Well, exactly. <laughs> but we, I do love that the intro music we've had for a while now is the music from Ant Man. Have you have you seen that movie yet? I've I've seen Ant Man. That is yes. that is an outstanding movie, and I love the music too. Yeah, no, I, I love that music. Um, but yeah, we figured we'd try something different, so we'll just we'll kind of see how it goes. Um, yeah. Let's see, what do we got today? Well, we got well. First of all, you are on welcome. Let me just start with this. Welcome to episode number fifty-three. And you know what? You're welcome. You're welcome. Everyone is welcome. All and are welcome. All are welcome. You're all welcome here. All right, we're episode number fifty-three of the thirty-something movie podcast. Tonight, we are all about love stories. Uh, you know, oh. you've got you've got John and Pat here. We might have Dennis a little bit later, but uh, you know, you've got John and Pat here to answer all your romantic queries. Um, you know, so tonight <laughs> we're very white. we're gonna hello. Yeah, I know because I've got a cold. So I'm, this is the perfect time since I've got a cold. I've got that real the real deep voice, um, and we're we're doing a love story. So it's the perfect time for me to start in on Every- the Barry the Barry White voice. Every time someone has a comment, it should just be, mm. oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I would like to keep this voice all the time, just without the like throat irritation and all that other stuff. Being sick, down on power, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. You can get rid of all that. If I, if I could keep the deeper voice, that'd be fine. Yeah. All right, so this time around, we are all about love stories, or depending on how you felt about the movie, lust stories. Um, we are going to be talking about the 1986 romantic drama about last night. A quick warning here. We do tend to spoil the events of the movies we talk about. So if you have not seen about last night yet, you may want to watch the movie first. If you don't care about being spoiled, then stick around. Uh, we might be able to give you some reasons why you should go watch it or let you know whether or not you'd be wasting an hour and a half to two hours of your time. Get the kids, put them all together. Let's watch this family. Yeah, sure. bring the kids to this one if you want the kids to be traumatized or you want them to know things they really shouldn't know yet until they're much much older sure bring them to this one yeah yeah uh and then be prepared to mute everything bernie says um so let me ask you real quick not you pat but just all the other people listening could you and you could unless you're driving or as we said last time holding a baby but unless you're driving uh unless you are juggling um, you know, flaming torches, stuff like that. Could you jump over to iTunes real quick and leave us a review? We would really appreciate it because it kind of it lets us know how we're doing. We do this because we love movies, and we're going to keep doing it anyway, even if people put up reviews and said, you guys, you totally suck. Um, we don't, but, well, we don't think we do. Um, but if you could, we'd absolutely love to have uh, some reviews up there on iTunes. So if you have a moment, shouldn't take you very long, just run on over to iTunes and leave us a review. Um, and if it's a five-star review, then we will make a little video of Pat dancing for you. You got it, man. There we go. We already have those videos ready to go. It's just, they're, you know, for the moment, set. We they're, don't even they're, need all, to record they're all ready to go. We don't need. Nope. They're all set. All right. Uh, so as I said, I am joined by my co-host, Pat. Hey, hey. There we go. Um, and I was looking to see if, before we get into this movie, if there had been any other big movie news lately, like new movie stuff. Um, there's a lot of stuff about the Oscars and people boycotting it because uh, of the, the race factor. Um, there were a lot of trailers that came out. Oh, did you watch the Super Bowl? I did watch the Super Bowl. Did you see any of the movie trailers? 
I saw one of them. Okay. Because I, you know, so it's funny. I didn't of the even one, plan of on... the one movie trailer you saw, which one was your favorite? Uh, the one I saw. The okay. um, it was the um, uh, uh, X Men Apocalypse. Oh yeah. That that it just looked really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think. I there's, don't really remember what much of the story. There's going to be a lot going on in that movie. Isn't that the one that has like 40 characters or something like that in it? Or is that the uh, no, is well, that the Civil War one? No, this one might have 40 characters. And Civil War might have 40 characters too. No, the big one they were talking about is in a few years the um, Avengers Infinity War. Okay. They I think they quoted it as having 67 Marvel characters in it. That's awesome. That's a lot of superheroes. So, you know what? It's funny because now, all right, so we got to talk about X-Men Apocalypse. But also, um, I saw that Jason Bourne has a new movie. Yeah, I you know, and I knew that was coming out. I didn't know they were going to do a trailer on the Super Bowl. Yeah, so I was kind of surprised just, to see that. I, he's riding motorcycles in it, right? Yeah, so you'll love it. Yeah, like yeah. I, that's what I saw. Like I, I was kind of, you know, getting the kids to bed, kind of watching, and you know, oh, okay, great, yeah. Whoa, motorcycles! Wow. Oh, Jason Bourne, cool man. Yeah. Yeah. I so those were kind of the like two. Uh, what was the, you said? There were three movies. There was. They did a Civil War one. Uh, Captain America: Civil War. Um, okay. They did one for Cloverfield Lane. That's a sequel to that Cloverfield movie that came out. The J.J. Abrams one. Oh yeah. It's uh, well, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's a sequel. This is, and that was the one kind of crazy thing about this movie is, back in the day, did you ever see Cloverfield, the original? I didn't. Horror it's, movie or? It's kind of a Godzilla movie. Oh okay. It's this big creature that's kind of like a Godzilla thing, but it's all shot as if it's like um, the Blair Witch Project. It's all from like some kid's camcorder. Okay, okay. And it's them like running through the streets of the city, and it's the idea is they call it the found footage type movies. Yeah. Where okay. supposedly yeah. somebody found this video after the fact, and they're you know that's what you're watching, um, and it was kind of a Godzilla type creature. Well, they were originally going to make, I think they were going to make a sequel not too long after it came out, and it just never happened. And All so, right. and nothing came of it. Uh, it was a J.J. Abrams movie. And, and this is almost totally unheard of nowadays with the internet and everything else. All of a sudden, maybe about a week or two ago, a trailer popped up called Cloverfield Lane. Okay. And basically what's happened is they've made the movie. Like, nobody knew they were making it. Okay. And all of a sudden they came out and like there had been no news reports on it. Nobody had, you know, nobody had reported anything. Nobody had leaked any secrets or anything like that. Nobody even knew that this movie was getting made. And so all... it was it was actually a complete secret. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow they managed to keep it a complete secret. And it's got um, I forget who a couple of the actors in the trailer were, but John Goodman's in it. And I've always liked a lot of what yeah. John Goodman does. Um, but, yeah, no, they kept it a total secret the whole time. That's cool. Nobody, when is that, nobody when knew is this thing out? was coming out. Um, I want to say it's coming out in maybe like a month or two. Okay. Like it, it was that much okay. of a secret that they kept it. They kept wow, it like good for them. all the way until, let's see, when is it coming out? When, now the, there's an original Cloverfield? Yeah, it, the original one came out, um, let's see. The original movie produced by J.J. Abrams. Oh, it wasn't directed by J.J. Abrams. It was produced by J.J. Abrams. Okay. Uh, and written by. Um, let's see. The original one came out in 2008. Oh, okay. So, you know, it's been about six years or so. Um, there is, let's see, Cloverfield Lane is coming out March 11th, 2016. So, yeah, it's coming out in like a month. Cool. So, no, totally shocked everybody. Just all of a sudden, this comes out, and people are like, Whoa, "Hold on, I didn't even know you were making this." Yeah, yeah. It's got. Uh, let's see. Um, you know, some of the actors I don't, I don't recognize their names. Um, well, John Goodman, and there's another one, John Gallagher Jr. and Mary Elizabeth Winstead. I don't know that I would recognize. Yeah. Oh no, I read this John Gallagher Jr. I do recognize him. Um, what has he been in? Oh, yeah. Um, he was in uh, Aaron Sorkin, the guy that did West Wing. Yeah. Did you ever watch the TV show The Newsroom? No. Okay. I heard I think, about it. But... Really, really good. Um, he was, yeah, he was one of the actors in The Newsroom. So he was on that show, so that's where I know him from there. Did Aaron Sorkin do The Newsroom? Yes. Okay, yeah. I think Jeff actually was telling me about that. Okay. Um, and let's see. The other actress, she is in The Ring 2... Uh, Final Destination 3, 
Um, the new version of The Thing, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Um, she was in Live Free or Die Hard, uh, Good Day to Die Hard. She played uh, John McClane's daughter in those movies. I think you've seen those. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen either of those two Die Hard movies, but I guess she played his daughter in those. Movies. I've seen Die. I've seen Live Free or Die Hard. I haven't with the daughter. I haven't seen okay. the one with the son. Okay, and that was a good day to Die Hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I just I was kind of shocked that they were able to keep an entire movie a secret. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Or maybe maybe you know I don't want to say it's easy, but maybe they they just had there was so much. There's so much clutter that goes on right now. You know, there's just right. so much in people's faces. Maybe it's just easy to keep it, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. easy to keep it. Uh, when everything else is Star Wars and superheroes. Yeah, and, and everything else is in your face. Maybe it's just as easy to keep it like in your face or, you know, yeah. out, of the, out of the thing. Yeah. I don't know. You'd think someone would get it and leak it, but. Yeah, usually. Well, good for them. Congratulations. Nice job, JJ. Yeah. You, JJ, you're having you're having a pretty good year. Yeah, he you know, is, man. Between yeah, that he is. between that little Star Wars movie and that little stuff. Yeah. You know, how many times have you seen it? But, uh, Star Wars? Yeah. I, you know what? I was thinking about that. I've only seen it the once. The one time? Okay. Yeah. The I, once. I, I think I've seen it four. I, that's impressive. And I think that's, now now knowing now knowing that it's gonna be out, probably it's gonna be out on iTunes. By like mid to late March, I think I'm just going to wait now. Yeah, I, you know what, I, and I got no reason other than, man, I need to get out and see that thing again. Right. Yeah, that was. Yeah, good for J.J. Abrams. Yeah. He did it right, man. That was a cool movie. Now, now I'm just looking forward to it. I figure any time now we're going to get a trailer for the new one because the new one's coming out in December. That Rogue One. Yeah. So yeah. we should we should get a trailer any time now for that one. Yeah. Start getting people fired up and all that kind of thing. Well, yeah. All right. Well, so that's what we got going on right now, right now yeah, on the like, movie scene. Looks like good. Some good movies on the horizon. To be honest with you. And I think we're gonna try to. I, we'll see how many of us are able to. Um, I think we're gonna try to. And I still go back and forth on whether I'm excited about it or not. I think we're gonna try to do a Batman v Superman podcast when that one comes out. Um, I don't. You know, every time I, I take a look at something with that one, I'm either excited or I'm worried. You go back and so, forth? Yeah. What, um, you know, the thing that kind of surprised me, it's Dawn of Justice, so that should have given it away. But is it Batman versus Superman? Or did they, you know, because there was that whole comic series, you know, that branch off comic series of Batman versus Superman. Right. And actually, the Batman suit sort of resembles the Batman suit that he, don he donned in that one, too. You know, the one that looks a little bit more mechanical, suit of armor-esque? Yeah, it was uh, in The Dark Knight Returns, and they when they first announced this movie, gosh, what was that, three years ago? Mm-hmm. I think it was like three years ago. Um, when they first announced this, they read a passage from um, The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. And I, it was a passage, I think, about... Uh, I think it was supposed to be Batman. It was something Batman was saying to... Superman, and it was mm-hmm. something about how, um, you know, Clark can't be trusted because he's an alien, and you know he'll never be he'll never really be a human, and and so they read that passage when they put up the the mixture of the Batman Superman logo on the screen, and everybody went nuts, mm-hmm. um, and so that they didn't say that that was going to be the story, but they said that was going to kind of help influence the story, right? So yeah, I think definitely when they when they get to the scenes when the two of them are fighting, it's going to be that big almost like armored suit that he had yeah. in that comic. But then Wonder Woman makes the appearance. So Dawn of Justice yeah. would lead you into this is kicking off a whole new line of... Right, so you're going to get in a couple of years, then you'll get the Justice League movie. Yeah, which now... And I, the other scene that's caught my attention is... Um, uh, what's his name? Oh, it's got... The, he's, he goes by the Robin suit, the, you know, yeah. that says, now the joke's on you. Right. Uh, that supposedly Jason Todd was murdered... or. or murdered or whatever you want to call it in by the Joker. Right. And I, re- I remember that from the comic as well. Again, I don't know if it was that Dark Knight Returns, com- you know, or how that worked. But. Yeah, no, that one was a different story. That one was a, a story where, yeah, he kind of, somehow he, he tricked Robin into coming after him. Joker tricked Robin into coming after him because uh, I guess Robin's, if I'm, I'm going to remember it wrong, his mother had either ran off and he was kind of an orphan or... 
Um, his mother had been kidnapped. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but somehow Joker had his mother, um, yeah. and Joker tricked him into you know coming out to try to find her. And so, you know, he ran off like a hothead and, you know, Batman didn't realize it until it was too late. And so the Joker ended up, I think he took like a crowbar or something. And yeah, he was pretty, pretty brutal scene. He, yeah. he beat him down pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, and I, sh I guess I should specify. I thought I remember from the Dark Knight Rises, the one where Batman fights Superman, that that scene, not what happened to Jason Todd, but the scene where Batman walks by and he's looking at the. Oh, and it's got like the case with the, the yeah, suit in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is going to be similar to that. So yeah, they're trying to trying to make you think of all those those different bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, let's talk a little. Let's 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 talk a little love. What's love got to do? There you go. Got to do with it. Okay. All right. All right. So our movie this time is about last night. Uh, released, depending on where you look, this was either released July first or July second, nineteen eighty six. Uh, the movie is rated R for obvious reasons. If you've seen it, yeah. um, there there is a bit of sex. Uh, there is bad. there is a little bit of drug use. Uh, yeah. There's a tad bit of alcohol, um, and there is some. I don't know. Would you call it mild language? I <laughs> depending on who's talking. For us, mild language. For okay. Other civilians <laughs> might be a little bit more extreme. Okay, all right, yeah. Unless you uh, unless you frequent biker bars, um, yeah. the the language in this one is probably going to be a little strong. So again, it's it's not a kids movie. No. So don't don't sit down with the kids, and think yeah. that this is going to be a, a fun movie to watch with them. Um, this movie is directed by Edward Zwick, who also directed Glory, the Civil War movie. He directed Legends of the Fall, The Last Samurai. Um, and he also then ultimately created the TV show 30-something, which I think deals with some of the same themes that are going on in this movie, but just with a slightly older cast. Uh. Uh, produced, with J uh, produced by Jason Brett, um, who really has not done any other movies at all. Uh, there's one coming out this year called Near Myth, the Oscar Night Story, and another producer was Stuart Oaken, who has done no movies. Uh, these two guys, apparently, something I did find on them real quick was they were both uh, students together at the University of Illinois in Champaign, go Illini, um, and that's where they kind of first heard about the play that this movie was based off of, and okay. ultimately then, years later, they ended up becoming producers for the movie. So, uh, Writers, the writer of the original play that this was based off of, um, the play was called Sexual Perversity in Chicago. Uh, the writer of the play was David Mamet. He also wrote the movies The Untouchables and Glengarry Glen Ross, uh, among some other ones. The screenplay writers were Tim Kazarinski, uh, who wrote for Saturday Night Live for several years and some TV movies. Uh, and then another writer of the screenplay was Denise DeClue. She wrote a movie called Four Keeps and some other TV movies. Incidentally, Tim and Denise are married to each other, so congratulations. Many years after the, Many years after the fact. The music was done by Miles Goodman, who also did Little Shop of Horrors, La Bamba, uh, What About Bob, and Muppet Christmas Carol. The budget for this one is totally unknown. Could not find it anywhere, uh, but the box office was $38.7 so it didn't do too bad. Rob Lowe stars as Danny. He was also in The Outsiders, St. Elmo's Fire, Wayne's World, and the TV show The West Wing as Sam Seaborn. Uh, Demi Moore was Debbie. She was also in St. Elmo's Fire, Ghost, A Few Good Men, The Scarlet Letter, and G.I. Jane. Jim Belushi was Bernie. He was in Red Heat, K-9, and the TV show According to Jim. Elizabeth Perkins, this was her first movie. She played Joan. Uh, she was also the lead in Big, um, and she was in The Flintstones, the TV show Weeds. Uh, George Di... Mm, I'm going to mess up the last name. DiCenzo, Maybe. George DiCenzo was Mr. Favio. He was in Back to the Future, She-Ra, Princes of Power, the cartoon, and The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. Uh, Michael Aldridge was Mother Malone. He was in Scarface and Iron Eagle. Robin Thomas was Steve Carlson. Uh, it was Debbie's boss that she was sleeping with. He was in Summer School and Pacific Rim. Um, and then one of the friends of Debbie, uh, her name in the movie was Pat, she was the one in that one bar scene where she was trying to get, it was New Year's, she was trying to get uh, Danny to give her a kiss. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was that was actually Megan Mullally who played uh, Karen on Will and Grace. Oh, okay. You know, you know the one that has the like, really obnoxious voice on Will and Grace? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep, that was her many, many years before Will and Grace. 
Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. The critics gave this one a 61%. The audience gave it a 59%. Siskel and Ebert Ebert loved this movie. Ebert gave it a 4 out of 4 stars. Uh, Siskel gave it a a 3.5 out of 4 stars. The only award won for this one was a BMI Film Music Award for Miles Goodman. And a quick little summary here. Danny and Bernie are a couple of Chicago bachelors and happy to be so. Until Danny meets Debbie. In a whirlwind, they hook up, hang out, move in, but how well do they really know each other? We'll play the trailer for you here real quick, and then we'll be back in just a moment. You know what your problem is? Your face. You're too good looking. These girls go out with you, and they get nervous, man. They feel dumpy. The best thing that can happen to you, Danny, is an industrial accident. It's about men. Hi. Hi. It's about women. Her big move should be coming up any moment. Combination hair flip with a giggle. <laughs> yes! Bravo! It's about sex. I was pretty drunk last night. Did anything happen? No, absolutely nothing. Want to do it again? It's about strategy. You called her twice? Dan, never call abroad more than once a week. Never, ever, ever. It's about risk. I think maybe you ought to have a drawer over here. A drawer? A whole drawer? It's about friendship. I'm moving in with Danny. I'll give you two months. You don't go here, you don't go there. Here's what's fun as a stick. It's about words. I love you, Danny. Who said it first? I did. Oh, Dan, 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 Dan. It's about honesty. Did you sleep with them? No, Dan, we were bowling partners. It's about commitment. I love you! It'll pass! No, it won't! It's about romance. And you are a psychopathic, schizophrenic, maladjusted social misfit. So you want to dance or what? It's about last night. Starring Rob Lowe, Demi Moore, Jim Belushi, and Elizabeth Perkins. About last night. All right, and I think that probably had all of the quotable lines in the movie, like right there in the trailer. I, I think all the ones that we could actually quote, right, in, in their entirety. Being being a family friendly podcast, that's probably about all we can quote. That's about it. So the original play was written by the Chicago playwright David Mamet in 1974. It was called Sexual Perversity in Chicago. Incidentally, um, nobody wanted to advertise a movie with that title. Not sure why. Um, So they they chose to change it to About Last Night. Um, The play was originally about two Jewish couples and the difficulties they were having with maintaining relationships as young, modern Jewish couples. Gene Siskel wrote about the movie that About Last Night doesn't have all of the hard edges of the original play, but the message is clear. Young people are as afraid of commitment today as they were a decade ago. Uh, He also wrote about this one. This is a movie that documents a rite of passage in so many people's lives from individual to couple. Uh, One of the original themes of the play was how people use speech to hide their emotions. Um, and the last little note that I have here is something I already mentioned, that Zwick went on to create the TV show 30-something. Oh, I do also have here that um, supposedly there were some scenes of, um, you know, kind of arguing or them working out their relationship that were cut that supposedly uh, went on to get used for uh, a plot of an episode of Friends. So I was not able to find which Friends episode that was, but um, that is one of the things I saw in several different places. Well, okay. So let's start off with this. What did you like about this movie? Okay. Well, uh, let's see. <laughs> you, you, had to, you have to think that hard. I, I yeah, yeah. Not a, I, not a fan. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm trying to answer the question and not just go off. Uh, here's okay. I'm just gonna you know full disclosure would be I just don't think this is the Pat Canigallo genre of movies. Okay. I think that's I think I'm just approaching it wrong. Um, which you which you also said when we watched Sixteen Candles. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, and I don't want I just don't want to be full of hate. But I you know. Oh no! You can like, you can totally like, here here in just a minute we'll totally get to everything you hated. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Like, what did I like? Um. You know. 
okay, I, it was fun seeing these these uh, like Rob Lowe and uh, Demi Moore when they were younger. They look very much like Rob Lowe and Demi Moore of today, which right. you know is pretty. It, what was that? Haven't changed much. Good for them. Yeah, yeah, right on. Good on them. So, so that was cool. Um, you know, part of me wanted to say, I, hey, I don't I look, look, I don't look like I did thirty years ago. So good for them. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't. Yeah, I definitely didn't. So, or definitely don't. I mean, I like that it was set in Chicago. Uh, that was neat. I liked seeing the, the actors when they were younger, and they looked the same. But that yeah, was still cool. Um, I'm a sap, so I like the happy ending. Mm-hmm. You know. The rest of it, I, I I think I'll just leave it at that. Maybe some other things will kind of pop up. Um, Jim Jim Belushi's character was was mildly amusing. Okay. Um, you know, I, I kind of wanted to laugh because, you know, maybe everybody knows, has a friend that's that guy. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he, he, he was – and that's, that's what I'd leave it at. Maybe I'm just getting old and crotchety. But um, he was uh, – yeah. He was kind of take it or leave it. So, okay. all right. Along those lines, before I before I get into anything that I liked, um, that was going to be one of my next questions: was favorite character. Okay. Um, you want me to answer that before you get into yeah, it? Yeah, go ahead. Favorite character. Um. Or if you need to think about it, I can answer my my likes, and then you can. Yeah, let's. I mean, I, I guess my gut reaction would be I, I like Demi Moore's character. I mean, she, of all of them, seemed to have the, you know, the best, you know, head on her shoulder. Well, even that, I, yeah, I, I, I guess it would probably have been Demi Moore's character. Um, she seemed to be the most grounded of everybody in the, in the thing. So, okay. anyways, yeah, that would be my, that would be my gut reaction. Go ahead. What are, what are your, uh, what's okay. your takeaway? Well, I, the, the likes, if we go into the likes, um, you know, I, the things I did, like, like you said, the, this being in Chicago, um, you know, it was cool to see all the, I didn't live in Chicago back at the eighties, but you know, there's still most of the places they showed are places that are still recognizable today, you know, Wrigley Field. Right. And, um, I think, uh, the, the, was that Grant, might've been Grant Park, um, you know, and some of the other locations when they went, uh, throughout the city and, you know, you just saw, saw bits and pieces that looked like Chicago, even though half of them might've been Los Angeles. Right. Um, right. You know, or they referenced Chicago stuff or, um, made reference to streets or, you know, names that you knew. Um, right. So I did like that. I liked that it uh, being in Chicago and, and it being recognizable as Chicago. And, they, and a lot of them were wearing Blackhawks jerseys. Yeah. Which, which I don't remember the Blackhawks being that back, that big back then. Like, I would have thought that, when did this movie come out? Well, 86. Do you know which month? Uh, it was July. So it was okay. not, it wasn't during hockey season. Okay, and so and and the Bears would they would have just won the Super Bowl, yeah. Um, so I mean that would have been right in the heyday of all that. So, anyways, actually, I, I think there's I think thing, there's a kind of, what I, was that? I think there's a Bears player that's in this movie. I want to say in the um, like in one of the party scenes, Willie Galt. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah, I'd read that somewhere. Anyways, I I apologize, I interrupted you, but no. when you mentioned that, that took me by surprise. It's just. I didn't remember the Blackhawks being that big back then. Yeah, I don't, and and maybe that's maybe they weren't. Maybe that was a maybe that was a nod to say, hey, look, this is how Chicago we really are. Like, yeah. they're not that big, but you're gonna see all these people wearing Blackhawk stuff. So that's a that's a really inside, you know, inside nod to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Is you know, people know the Cubs, people know the Bears, but you know, we're gonna have everybody wearing Blackhawks jerseys. Right. So, right. Yeah. No. So I like the Chicago part, and I like the. I mean, I like movies like this that have the characters and their relationships. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to get into whether I thought the acting was real great, because um, I'll get to that in just a minute. But um, you know, I, I like the. I like the characters. I like the situations that they were put into. You know, their their way of dealing with some of that stuff. Um, again, acting aside, you know, I thought some of that was kind of interesting. I thought there were a few times that. The writing could have been a little bit better, but again, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Um, you know, but I, I did like the, uh, for the most part, except for a couple scenes here and there, I thought that uh, Demi Moore and Rob Lowe had pretty good chemistry. Um, yeah. You know, played against each other pretty well. One other thing that I read about this was when they went into rehearsals for the movie, they treated the rehearsals a lot like you would treat play rehearsals. Like they did a lot of improv. 
Okay. Um, you know, not that they were going to be improving the movie, but just to get them, like, to build up their relationships with each other. So, like, the interactions and everything else, mm-hmm. uh, just to get them more comfortable with each other, they would do a lot of improv and, uh, you know, acting out different scenes that weren't even in the movie just to kind of get everybody familiar with each other. Yeah, cool. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So I asked you about favorite character. I'm going to let you do yours first, and then I'll go to mine. Okay. You know, I think I'll stick – favorite character I... – I think I'll stick to Demi Mork's character. I mean, you know, and you know, I mean, Jim Belushi's character was fun, but I mean, after a while, it was he was just kind of a jerk. Right, kind of grates um, on your nerves after a little bit. Yeah, he, he does, and I'm thinking like, what I thought he was more funny when he was 21, and it was when I was 21, and it was like, eh, nah, nah, probably only mildly, but then it was just, he was just a jerk. Well, he's, he's like that friend that everybody has, but it reaches a point where at some point, you know, you're going to be embarrassed to have him as a friend. Yeah. And you know, that got a little bit, that got a little bit, uh, strained. And then her best friend was there, but she had kind of her own thing that was, or was not going on. And then, I mean, he was okay, but I, I mean, he was just so he just got so moody. I, and I guess that was part you say, of it. When you say he, you mean, you mean Rob Lowe's character? Rob Lowe. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, I mean, I would have liked to have gone with him, but I mean, he just made some plays that I was just like, yeah, I can't get with that. Yeah. You know, I just flat out can't get with that. Um, so of all of them, I, I think Demi Moore's character was like, was like the most grounded, okay. I think. But yeah, I don't have any clear head and shoulders. It's kind of process of elimination. Right. Now, I know you mentioned that, you know, you had some things with the acting in that. That didn't bother me as much. Like, I, I thought, okay, I think they played their roles well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like you mentioned, the chemistry, and that's cool because I, I thought they really um, – I, I didn't mind that as much. I thought that was, a, that was a, a, a strong point. But anyways, yeah, to stay right – to try and stay on track to, to your question – I think she'd be, I think she was my favorite by elimination of the others. Okay. All right. Um, you know, my favorite character, <clears throat> and I can't even remember what his name was now, uh, was the, the older guy that owned the Sparrow Diner. Yeah. He's, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say he's my favorite character because when I look at all the other characters, there are so many things that I don't like about them. Now, I, as, as a movie and watching these people interact with each other, totally fine. You know, I, totally fine. And, and these are good characters. They've, I feel like they had written the characters pretty well. Um, but none of these people I would want to be friends with. Amen to that. Yeah. Like, to me in this movie, and that's why I picked the diner guy, because I just, you know, the fact that he, you know, he's, he's letting this kid uh, hang out and he you know, lets him behind the counter to get some coffee whenever he wants. And clearly they've got a, a relationship there that later on allows him to, you know, open up his own place and he ends up working for him. Um, you know, I just, I, I like that guy. When I look yeah. at the four main characters, um, you know, Demi Moore, she, her, her whole thing, she just shifted back and forth too much for me. Yeah. It, it was too much of a, oh, let's move in. And then all of a sudden, uh, what are we even doing here? And it, some of it just seemed to be a little bit too abrupt. Um, yeah. And Joan, her friend Joan, uh, ah. the, the kindergarten teacher, she got on my nerves in the same way that Jim Belushi's character, uh, Bernie, got on my nerves, but for different reasons. Okay. The two of them, and it was kind of like the, it, and I think that's why they were supposed to be that way, was the two friends that are kind of the, in some ways they're the polar opposites, but in other ways they're both doing the same thing. Like they're both, in their own way, they're both trying to break up, um, you know, Demi Moore and Rob Lowe. Yeah. Um, you know, Joan doing it through trying to use reason and trying to tell her that, you know, this guy's no good and... Um, you know, I get, I give it two months was her one line and Bernie doing it by trying to parade any number of other women in front of Danny and trying to get him to pay attention to that. And then I just didn't like, I didn't like Danny as a person because he was just, and I understand that that was part of the story and that was part of his character. Um, but he just, he had no, you know, like no thoughts of his own. Mm-hmm. It was, he only went along with what other people did. Yeah. You know, when he, it, it was kind of, it was kind of like he, well, you know, when, when Bernie told me, oh, you never call a girl more than once a week. 
Yeah, the next scene is her saying, why haven't you called me? Right, yeah. he didn't call her. And, you know, it was kind of, you know, I think it just kind of popped in his head that when she teased him about getting a drawer, then all of a sudden the next thing they're talking about is moving in. Yeah. And, you know, when, it, it was almost like when she started talking to him about how, you know, maybe he could open his own restaurant, um, then that's when he really got mad and kind of almost quit his job. Yeah. And... You know, and, and then it just kind of you know, back and forth from there. And then he kind of, it reached that one point where when, in the scene where they kind of broke up, um, mm-hmm. you know, it was almost like everything that Bernie had been suggesting to him, like, you know, you don't need, you don't need this girl. There's plenty of other girls out there. It just kind of like he didn't have his own, he didn't have his own opinions. He He was just kind of, you know, riding the wave of everybody else's opinions. And that to me was just so wishy-washy that I'm just, I'm watching that guy going, come on, just, you know, have, have a thought that is uniquely your own. Yeah. And go with that. Um, And he did, you know, ultimately after she left him and then he kind of did that whole lost puppy dog thing. um, You know, when she finally said, leave me alone, don't ever bother me again. And, you know, he did that whole, I love you thing in the rain. And um, then at that point when he kind of knew that this wasn't going to be, this wasn't going to be happening, it wasn't, it wasn't going to continue on then he actually went out and tried to start the restaurant and you know did his own thing but it wasn't until then that he finally kind of manned up and you know had his own unique thought for once in his life and yeah once it hit that point then i was fine with his character but for most of the movie that's not what he was and um you know and another interesting was they made a remake of this uh, just a couple of years ago. There was an about last night in 2014 and it was done with Kevin Hart and it was, all, I think it was an all black cast. Okay. Um, and some reviews that I've read on that one, even though Siskel and Ebert and a lot of other people gave this one really good reviews. Um, a lot of people nowadays have said that the remake was a much better movie. Oh, that they thought it was better characters all around. The characters are older. They're, they're closer to in their thirties as opposed to being in their twenties. Um, so maybe there's a little more life experience there and, you know, maybe they're not so, you know, some people have accused Demi Moore and, and Rob Lowe of being a little whiny. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's cause they're young or if that's just the way their characters are, but, um, you know, so of the four main characters, I don't think I can look at one and say, Oh, that's my favorite character out of those. There are things I like about each one. I thought the mm-hmm. whole scene with Joan at the kindergarten um, you know, each time, yeah. each time they show her as a teacher, cause you know, you and I are teachers. We've seen people, <clears throat> right? you know, we've seen people in situations like that. Um, or we've heard stories right. of people in situations like that. Um, but, uh, but then you know, some of that was redeeming for her too, yeah. because you know, you're looking at it going, wow, that she's really not a very good teacher to just leave the kindergartners in the room and be out talking on the phone. But then at the same time, when the little girl wets her pants, you know, she's really nice about it. She's like, hey, you know what? It's okay. Everybody, yeah. what's in, what size are you? I think I've got some Wonder Woman, you know, underwear in, my, in the locker over here. So yeah. then, you know, it shows that there is some heart there. And I think with each of the characters, it does that. Yeah. But I don't think that any of these characters are ones that I said, if these people were real, which one would I want to be friends with? Yeah. Like, I don't know that I want to be friends with any of them. Yeah. Except, I, the, I, except the old guy at the diner. Yeah, I agree. It's funny. It's kind of like the same thing when we were talking about The Breakfast Club, you know, which character do you most identify with? And then it was like, oh, man, I can't figure it out. And then I think a couple, maybe it was Dennis or someone said, oh, the janitor. And it was like, yeah, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't know that that was an option. Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> like you mentioned with that, like the old and I, I bet you, you know what? I think that was my favorite part of the movie is when he actually goes and opens up the restaurant and they're working side by side. Yeah. And getting that whole thing opened up. And, and, and that doesn't that, that doesn't come until like the very end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you're right, and I think you summed it up best. I just – I don't think any of these people would really be enjoyable to spend time with. Yeah. I, you know. So we've already kind of leaned into that a little bit. What are what are some dislikes of the movie? We've already mentioned a few, but what are the things that just really, really graded on you? What was that? What are the things that just really graded on you? You know, I let the I just, Let the hate flow through you, Pat. <laughs> I just don't think this is my genre of movie. Good. I mean, I hate to say it. Good. I, <laughs> Let the hate flow through you. That's, that's yeah. right, man. I'm gonna have electricity flying from my fingertips mm-hmm. in a second. I um, I, you know what? I I, I just I, I watch it and I'm just sitting there like, you know, I get two thoughts. 
my first thought is, you know what? Maybe, maybe we should just all sit down and work this stuff out. All right. You know, you're upset about this. You're upset about this. Okay. You moved in together. Were you supposed to move in together? I don't know. But I mean, that's like whatever, that's like, that's like couples 101. And I mean, I'm no, if you can ask my wife, I'm no expert at being, you know, you know, husband and all that, but you move in with someone and you're going to figure out real quick that, you know, do you squeeze the toothpaste tube or do you roll the toothpaste tube? And that's going to cause a major, you know, whatever. And, you know, all these things about like, oh, well, you leave your crap laying around. Okay. Well, you do this. Well, you do that. Okay. Well, that's fine. You know, you can fight about it and you can stretch could this you, movie Could you not and, have said that in a nicer way? Yeah. I mean, yeah. How about we just sit down and say, hey, here are the things I need in the house. What are the things you need in the house? Let's let's just figure this whole thing out, okay? Let's let's just have an adult discussion and and, and let's figure this out. No, but instead we just kind of drag it on and you know put the fun in dysfunction. And I guess that was my problem with the movie is I'm sure you know I know that not every couple is able to just sit down and work things out with one calm conversation. And I know that that doesn't make it a very you know an interesting movie. But that's where I just catch myself like why am I watching this? I mean, none of these characters, I, I wouldn't want to be friends with them in real life. And so if this is fantasy in that, I mean, and I, I would consider this fantasy because, I mean, okay, the happy cheese ball ending. Um, there's a ton of partying. There's drinking and drugs with no foreseeable consequences. Um, there's, you know, very, you know, promiscuity is, you know, abounds. You know, sexual relations abounds with multiple partners. No foreseeable um Con, you know, consequences and all that kind of thing. And so, okay, then it's going to be fantasy. So if this is a fantasy movie, why am I sitting around watching this movie that's supposed to be, you know, make pretend and, and kind of, you know, take me to a, to a make-believe place? Why am I watching this movie with a, a dysfunctional couple? I mean, I just don't, <laughs> I don't get any entertainment value out of it. So I, I guess just, you know, and I, I don't want to say that the movie was poorly done because, I think that it was probably a really good movie if that's what you're into. But I just, I just watched that and I'm like, I, 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 I don't know why I would enjoy watching this. You know, I, yeah. I, so are we, are we too old for this movie? I, I was thinking about that. I was thinking about that, you know, maybe. Cause we, Sharon and I were talking about this and there's nothing. Yeah. What's your take? What's your, take? there's nothing in this movie that even remotely speaks to our life experience. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we met in high school. We were married by the time we were 22. Yeah. Um, you know, so at the point that all these people are just meeting each other, Sharon and I were already married. Um, right. You know, we, we didn't live with each other before we got married. Um, you know, so none of this, none of this is our experience. So in that way, it's, Part of it, you're kind of watching it going, I, I really don't understand the, I don't understand some of the particular struggles that these people are having. Mm -hmm. Now, I can, I can connect with it in, in an empathetic way and saying, oh, wow, yeah, that seems really, I, I, can, I can feel that for them because that seems like they really care or that's really a tough situation. The same way that I can watch, I mentioned it earlier, the same way I can watch a TV show like Friends. Mm -hmm. My life is never been like the tv show friends yeah can i still sit down and enjoy it sure can i still you know get the emotional cues that the show is trying to show me through these groups of people these couples that are you know going through all these different situations absolutely i can sit down i can enjoy that i can get what they're trying to give me but at the same time at the end of the day i'm like this is not my life experience at all and i think that was this movie and i don't know if if we had come at this movie you know 15 years ago when we were 20 years old, maybe that would make a difference. Now, it, then that goes to one of the questions we've kind of asked for some of our other movies is, does it then hold up as well? Um, you know, 30 years later, we watched something like The Breakfast Club, and I feel like we can kind of tie some of those together because these are, they refer to some of these actors as the Brat Pack. Right. Um, you know, and, and a lot of those in the in the Breakfast Club, but then uh, Demi Moore and um, Rob Lowe were considered you know, part of that group, too. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I can watch the Breakfast Club and really connect with that movie. Yeah. But those are high school kids and I'm not a high school kid and I didn't see it when I was in high school. This movie, I watch it and I 
I get it. Like, I get that they're struggling, but I don't really connect with the characters anywhere near as much as I might have connected with some of the things that were going on in The Breakfast Club. So I don't know what it has... I don't know if it has to do with age or the caliber of the story of the writing. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. I don't know. We we just kind of said that this is not... It's not our life experience, so it's kind of tough to connect with some of it. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And it's funny because Tammy and I had almost the same thing that you described with uh, with Sharon. I mean, we met in high school. We were married, you know, once we both were out of college and had jobs and stuff. And I, I mean, it's just, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I don't know. And I guess, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, which is, it's funny. I don't know what, it, I don't know what it would have to do with the age part of it. We used to really like, there was a, there was a movie that came out when we were, I want to say it was in high school or maybe very early on in college, um, called Story of Us. Have you ever seen this movie? No. It is, uh, came out in 99. Okay. Um, it is Bruce Willis and Michelle Pfeiffer. And okay. it is a, I think it was Rob Reiner was the director. So it's a kind of a romantic comedy. Um, but it's the story of this couple who, <clears throat> the movie starts off and it, it seems like, you know, everything is good. They've got their two kids. They're sitting around the table talking to each other about how everybody's day was. And then pretty early on in the movie, you find out that they're not happy with each other at all. Um, mm-hmm. And they're in the process of probably separating and ultimately, you know, talking about getting a divorce. Um, and then what the movie does is as it goes through in between the different times where they are either arguing with each other or not really reconciling, but, you know, at least talking to each other, what ends up happening is it does throughout the movie, then it does flashbacks to what their uh, early relationship was like and what their, you know, early yeah. married life and early life with kids. And so it kind of shows different events through flashbacks, what led up to their relationship now. Um, okay. And I, just in case you go see it, I won't give away how the movie ends, but for a very long time, that was one of our favorite movies. And we'd pull that one out. We'd watch it all the time. And then the funny thing was, it, but those characters are older. Like, those are older mm-hmm. parents with teenage kids and they're, they're fighting so much and, and getting ready to separate and go through a divorce. And we used to love, we used to love watching that movie just, I think because of the, because of the dialogue, because of the characters, because of the, you know, the, the well-written story of it. But then when we got married and we realized you know, sometimes how, you know, tough marriage can be and, and you, know, they, you got to work that stuff compromises on a daily you basis. Make and, and, you know, stuff you got to work out. And all of a sudden, I don't know that we've watched that movie since then. Right. I think we might've started to try to watch it one time. And we're like, no, can't do it. Just can't do yeah. it anymore. But it was funny. We used to love that movie, even though the characters in the movie were, you know, probably almost twice as old as we were. Yeah. And it didn't seem to phase us. But now it's funny that being older, I'm looking at this movie, this about last night, and like it looks like a bunch of kids. And yeah. I don't feel like I'm an old man. Now, the gray hairs will say otherwise, but I don't feel like I'm an old man. But at some points I'm watching this movie, I'm like, wow, I'm quite a bit older than some of the characters in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the, the thing. And, and, you know, to quote Indiana Jones, it's not the age, it's the mileage. And, you know, right. it's like, you know, you, you see these relationships and they're, they're just, there's just no respect. And that's the thing. And, I mean, I'm, I'm going to get d- deep with the movie. There's just no respect. They don't respect each other. They don't respect themselves. They don't sit down and try and work any of this stuff out. And it's sort of like, well, okay, then they jumped in and moved in together. Well, as soon as things started going downhill, it's like, well, maybe you should have sat down and figured it out. Like, hey, we're going to have to sit down and figure this stuff out or we're going to have to not live with each other. But let's not go a year and then realize that we hate each other and, you know, things are getting thrown around and, you know, well, fine, well, fine, well, you know, screw you and, you know, the whole thing. Right. Well, it's just like, come on. I mean, figure your stuff out. You know, I, I, you know, and I, I mean, I don't want to take it. I don't want to, you know, you mentioned the whiny thing. I get a little bit, I get a little bit put out with the whole thing too, because it's like, you know, there's people walking or, you know, there's, there's, there's people around the world, you know, that have young families back here in America and they're out defending our country or they're 
slinging a rifle through the desert somewhere or they're, you know, putting their life on the line, running into a burning building. And I, I mean, I, you know, it's just like grow that, grow up, mm-hmm. grow up and work it out or grow up and don't work it out, but just, just handle it. And I don't want to sit here for two hours and watch this whole thing implode just because, you know, two people can't figure the whole thing out. You know, I mean, so anyways, like I said, maybe I'm taking it on a level that it's not supposed to be, but you know, just be thankful for what you got. Don't take it for granted and work it out, but stop whining because she leaves garbage laying on the floor or her, you know, his friend is like foul mouth. Just sit down, tell that guy to stop swearing, pick up your trash, get the turkey yourself, set the bloody table. And that's it. You know, I, and, and that ladies and gentlemen is Pat going full on grand Torino. <laughs> get, get off my lawn. Yeah, that's right. Get those kids off my lawn. That's right. Oh gosh. Do you that's feel funny. do you feel lucky? <laughs> that's right. Well, do you? <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree with you. I agree. It just there were certain times where it just things were a little too whiny and it was it was more of a and maybe from the perspective of having been married for more than a decade and having some experience and and sitting there and saying, "Look, if you just talk to each other." Yeah. That take a moment talk to each other because they really didn't i mean they really did. and she even demi moore's character debbie comments on that she's like you know we don't we don't really talk about anything right okay well you know from from folks who have had a little bit of experience and been married you know for several years that's a big red flag and right. obviously somebody young like that if they've had nobody to you know explain that to them then yeah that that would be a problem if you've moved in together and that you say a phrase like that, then we got a bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the old red flag. And I mean, <clears throat> but the one it, thing, the one thing I did like about their character and kind of how they interacted with each other, even though they didn't talk about anything of substance was, I did like how she kind of teased him a little bit. She was kind of sarcastic about a whole drawer. Mm-hmm. I get a whole drawer. I did kind of like that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. That was good. And you know, like you said, I mean, it was, it's the talking thing. And, 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 and that being said, I mean, yeah, there are some things that you're going to have to talk about and it's going to have to be the full blown fight and maybe, or maybe you can just work it out. I don't know, but it's, it's not going to be, okay, we'll say one thing and it's solved. I mean, it, it's, it's usually a, a daily process trying to get through it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes too, it's like, you know, half of marriage is knowing when to keep your mouth shut, yeah. right? Maybe you just keep your mouth shut about the garbage on the Maybe you keep your mouth shut when, about the garbage on the floor. Okay, maybe right. you walk in someone else's shoes. Sort of like, well, I made the salad and I did this. Well, okay, what did she do? Well, she went shopping. She made the ham. Mm-hmm. She did this. She did that. She did the other thing. Maybe you can clean up the bathroom. Maybe mm-hmm. that can just be okay, you know? And Well, and it's kind of like dealing with kids at school. It may not yeah. be your garbage, but if you saw it there, just pick it up. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that. Just yeah. deal, deal with it. Deal with it. Yeah, I, I I really. Now there were a couple of things. There were a couple of parts that really bothered me, and maybe that's just more of like my personality and and you know what bothers me. Um, but the the scene where when she first starts, um, I don't remember if they had moved in at that point or not. But um, when she first goes out with uh, Danny, yeah, and, and then like all of a sudden. The next night or two nights later, she's sleeping with her boss and saying, you know, I think we're done. Yeah. And that 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 whole breakup thing and doing yeah. it that way, that doesn't make any sense to me. And yeah. I, I don't know if, again, not life experience. So I don't know if that's something that's more of a Hollywood thing saying, hey, this is how people break up with each other. Well, I, don't know. I, don't know, I don't know how many real people do that, but. You know, I, I think I mean, I've only ever seen that in movies. So, um, and then the other thing that the very towards the very end, when they're having the New Year's party, and um, uh, what was her name, Pat, uh, Megan Mullally's, was it Pat? Yeah, might have been Pat. He's um, all over him, and right, she's all over him, and and actually kisses him. And Demi Moore's character sees them kiss, and I know that there's that kind of big thing where Joan's character finds out that the guy she's been sleeping with is married. Yeah. But nothing ever comes of that, you know, the fact that he's kissing this other girl in the bar. Yeah. Like that never gets mentioned. That never, I mean, to me, that's, 
that's like along the same lines as what she did towards the beginning of the movie when she slept with her boss one more time. And yeah. I'm like, are, are we not going to talk about this? Because each one of those is a, if if you're really truly in a relationship or you're starting off a relationship, each one of those is a violation in their own way. So are, are we not going to address that at all? But yeah, I don't know. No, that was just that was some of the stuff that kind of bothered me about it. Over, yeah, overall I, it was I, overall it was a movie that I could enjoy. However, I don't think I'd go back and watch it again. Yeah. Um, you know, it's the characters are not people I'd want to be friends with in real life. You know, if I already had a friend that was like that, sure, I'd still be friends with them, but mm-hmm. you know, and not necessarily somebody that I would seek out if I wasn't already friends with them. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to be honest, but, you know, where were all these people's parents? <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously right. they're not kids, but where were their parents? Right. I, I mean, there was no calling parents for guidance, no anything. And they were they were having Thanksgiving by themselves in the city. Yeah, I, I just I mean, yeah, maybe they were all orphans. I don't I don't know. I mean, but I mean, there was just, you know, there wasn't a lot of family in it. And that I yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if Bernie was your kid, wouldn't you want to be gone too? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, someone needed to lay that guy flat on his butt. I'm telling <laughs> hey, you, that funny, guy was just funny guy. But at the same time, you know, he on occasion took uh, took things a little bit too far. Yeah, yeah, he did. Well, and he just needed someone to just tell him to just. Sh- well, I know we're a family friendly right. podcast, so someone just needed to tell him to shut, shut the front up. door. Shut the front door. Hey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Just hey, hey, shut up. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean. It just and I mean the whole opening story with the credits. I mean that that was kind of the funny part. Like I'm laughing, like listen to this guy go off. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Then it was like he never turns that off. Right. He never not talks like that. <clears throat> well, and and that that kind of set the stage for the rest of the movie. Um, I was like, okay, th- this kind of lets me know what I should expect for the rest of the movie. But you're right. Then he doesn't like the rest of the movie is him telling stories like that or yeah. that personality. Yeah, and I get it when you're trying to open up the movie and like get people introduced to it real fast. But then I almost feel like let, let's kind of tone that down a little bit. Yeah, and he had redeeming moments, but you know his, his other stuff was a little, maybe a little bit too intense for the redeeming moments that did show up. Yeah, I, yeah, and the whole redeeming moments thing was, I mean, what did he really do? I'm okay. He gave right. the stuff to his buddy. He tried to help his buddy out. That's fine. Right. You know, with the with the new store and everything. So okay, he's he's got a heart, you know. And then he kind of made friends with the with the um, Joan, with Joan. Yeah. But that was incredibly forced. I mean, I couldn't see that happening at all. No. Um. Yeah that that just kind of became a that became a little bit confusing. Yeah. You know. Well, so if we were going to sum this up. In like a sentence or so, as to whether or not somebody should go see this, um, I think I, I think I just did that a minute ago. But yeah. I, I think I would say, if you are, you know, if you like, if you like movies about relationships in which, I don't know, uh, boundaries or moral decisions or I, you know, not that I'm a prude, but I'm looking at this and I'm going. You know what? I, this is not. Maybe maybe if I like TV shows like Friends, and I, and I do like the TV show Friends, but if in Friends they were a little more promiscuous, yeah, maybe that's what this is. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe if you like the, if you well, if you like the TV show Thirty Something, if you've ever seen that one, um, not related to the Thirty Something movie podcast, but if you've ever seen that TV show. Um, obviously, it's created by the same guy that directed this, so that might be one to go give a try. Uh, if you like that show, then you may end up liking this movie as well. But um, you know what? If if you like, if you're young and you like watching uh, yuppies complain about their relationships and struggle to stay in their relationships without trying to put any work into it, sure, go watch this movie. Um, you know, it was a fun movie to watch once. I don't think I'll go back and watch it again, but. Yeah. What do you think? Is, is that well, your? Is that your? Is that? Is that just? Is that yeah. Your, that's here. your one sentence review. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I mean, this is gonna. This is this right here is probably gonna sum up why this genre isn't for me. I'm gonna quote the the Klingon commander from Star Trek: The Search for Spock. Okay, 
I'm going to quote Commander I'm, Krug, and that is... I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat now. I'm really curious. If you decide to watch this movie, then I hope pain is something that you enjoy. All right. <laughs> I, you know, so, no, I mean, in all seriousness, in all seriousness... Don't, don't I, I mince mean, words. Tell us how you really feel. I just... I, I, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm trying to figure out... I'm trying to figure out who I would recommend this movie to. I guess if you like seeing relationships in turmoil movies um, that are, you know, cheesy and, and um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you like, if, if you like seeing relationships and turmoil movies and all that kind of stuff, uh, then if you're into that sort of thing, then this movie would be good for you. But otherwise, there you go. I, yeah, I, I don't know. All right, so if you like watching Relationships in Turmoil, go see About Last Night. If you like watching Relationships in Turmoil, for people that are a little bit older, you can go check out the 1999 movie, The Story of Us, um, which if we're still going, what would that be, 13 years from now? Yeah. All right, if this podcast is still going 13 years from now, then eventually we will cover uh, The Story (laughs) of Us, but... And if you watch those movies, then I hope pain is something something. (laughs) that you enjoy. All right. Well, I think that's gonna. Oh, and you know what? If you if you enjoy a good soundtrack, I thought the music I thought the music was yeah, was pretty good. Music in this was one. fun. Yeah. And I'm just gonna say, Siskel and Ebert. I mean, you know, four stars, three and a half stars. Yet, you know, the, uh, uh, what was it? The Three Amigos was mm-hmm. like terrible and blah 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 blah. So I'm just I don't know what in God's name. Again, what did they say in this? Okay, I'm done. Again, with that. no, no, no it's again. Siskel and Ebert are both dead, and there's a reason for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of the three amigos. Right, right. It's they gave a bad review to three amigos, and I, look what happened to them. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Thirty Something Movie Podcast. Uh, how can you get in touch with us? Well, I'm glad I asked. Uh, you can tweet us. Now, Jeff's not here to be tweeted, but uh, you can tweet us at Thirty Podcast. That's at Three Zero Podcast. You could email us, 30podcast at gmail.com. That's 30podcast at gmail.com. You could like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash 30podcast. You could give us a call, 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. You can listen and sponsor us at the30podcast. That's T-H-E-30podcast.podbean.com. Uh, if you click on the Be My Patron link to donate to the show, we have said before we're doing this because we love movies, um, but there is a cost to hosting. Um, and if we just had a couple people you know, throw a dollar or so our way, uh, we'd be able to cover that, and we appreciate the support. Uh, you can listen to us through Stitcher Radio, the Satchel Podcast app, which is for Android devices, uh, Google Play Podcasts, but who knows when that's coming. It's been coming soon for several months now. Um, and obviously by subscribing to us in the iTunes Store um, wherever you go to get your podcasts, most likely we can be found. If we're not, let us know, and we will make sure that we get added to that. And I will go ahead and repeat what I said earlier. If you could take just a brief amount of time, run over to the iTunes store. Even if you don't subscribe to us through iTunes, um, if you could run over to the iTunes store and leave us a review there. Again, five-star review, and we will give you a video of Pat dancing. Um, Pat, do you have a favorite style of dance that you would like to do? Man, I can do anything. I can do anything. You let me know what you want, and I'll I'll, I'll put it out there. I like the tango a lot. I okay. like the tango. Well, do you Pat, know what they say? It takes two to tango. That's that's true. So I'll find somebody else to tango with you. Um, <laughs> this has become I, disturbing on many levels. I have because I, I don't even have two left feet. I think when it comes to dancing, I think my feet are missing. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I would not be, you know. I would not be the person to tango with you. So you would not be the two. No, okay. I would. I would not be your number two. <laughs> We're gonna leave well, it right there. Good night, everybody. No. Um, so our next episode for episode number what will that be? Fifty four um, coming out next week. Um, I don't even know how we how we introduce this one. Uh, the next episode coming up is going to be Soul Man. Yeah. So we. I don't even know. We've 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 talked about that we're going to do this one, mm-hmm. um, and we've talked about and and I've watched the movie already. I'm going to watch it again one more time before we, okay. um, you know, before we talk about it. it it's going to be interesting because our podcast is um, five gentlemen of no color. That's um, right. And this is a movie that deals with issues of race and and color, and uh, it's a movie that in 1986 you have the main character going in blackface. So. Um, I'm not quite sure how that got through in 86, but, um, 
but yeah, so we're we're gonna talk about that, and we're gonna um, actually when I watch the movie with, without giving away too much and, and going into all that, when I did watch the movie for the first time um, it was a couple weeks ago, uh, I did watch it, and as I'm going through the movie, I'm like, you know what? This is not. Th- this actually has a more redeeming message than I thought it would. Okay. So I was kind of surprised by it. Um, I'm going to watch it again um, one more time before we do our show on it. But, you know, on its on its face, pun intended there, I guess, yeah. um, on its face, it doesn't seem like, it, it seems like it would be a very offensive movie. Mm-hmm. And it's on several lists as being like the most racist movies of all time. Um, but, um, but, um, but so, but so is Long Duck Dong. Um, yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's a movie... James Earl Jones is a pretty prominent character in the movie, and mm-hmm. to me, he seems like he seems like the type of actor that doesn't have to just take any job that comes along. So, to me, there was a reason he decided to take this particular acting job. Mm-hmm. Like he must have had a reason for doing that, and if it was something that seemed racist, would he have taken this job? I don't know. Yeah. So that'll be something we'll talk about next time. But our next episode coming up uh, is going to be released next Wednesday. Um, that is going to be our episode on Soul Man. So if you would like to watch that movie uh, before you hear us talk about it, um, good luck finding it. I kind of had a hard time finding a copy of it. But, um, yeah, I'm sure there are copies out there somewhere that you can go find. Um, oddly enough, the public library didn't really carry it. So um, I don't know why. But... Uh, uh, we are recording this also. Uh, it is Monday, um, February 8th. And so we are going to wish Bo, our co-host Bo, a very happy birthday. Happy um, birthday to Bo. So we're recording this on Monday. It'll be released on Wednesday. But we are going to wish Bo a very happy birthday tonight. I believe he is uh, having dinner with his lovely wife. So uh, we wish him a very happy birthday. And yeah. can, uh, as I told him on Facebook, congratulations on being born, Bo. That's right. We're happy you were born, man. Good job. Good job. Um, and actually coming up, I think coming up is it next week is Jeff's birthday. I think, I think it might be one week from today is Jeff's birthday. Is it? I don't, no, I think it's, you know what? I think that's actually, actually at the end of this week. So we'll go ahead and wish Jeff a happy birthday too. I think oh, it's on the man. 12th. Everybody's being born. That's awesome. That's not, that's really nice. I'm glad you guys have been born. Yeah. So it would be kind of rough to do this without it. Yeah. It'd be kind of hard. Yeah. So, all right. Well, so we will wish. You know, by the time you hear this episode on Wednesday, Bo's birthday will have passed. Jeff's yeah. birthday is on its way, and everything is right with the world. So, well, you know, it's like President's Day is like you know Lincoln and Abraham, or Lincoln, uh, Lincoln and Abraham, Lincoln, Lincoln and, Abraham. and George yeah. Washington kind of observed. Well, Wednesday will be just when we observe. That's Bo and um, Jeff's birthday observed. observed. I, I can handle that. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to the 30-something movie podcast. Uh, again, like we said, we will be back with you next week for our episode on the movie Soul Man. And until next time, we will see you. Um, we will see you next week. Everybody have a good one. Have a good night, day, whatever. Whatever it is. Whenever you're listening to this. Wherever you're at, enjoy it. All right, we're going to play a little music for you. You can sing this out loud in your car as you're driving along or whatever you're doing. We'll, we'll turn it up a little bit for you. Go. Little 80 saxophone in there. That there was exciting. Go.